Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Keith, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. I feel like we haven't done a podcast in like a month, but we we have. We we haven't skipped a week. It just feels like I haven't spoken to you in a while. Uh, it's sad that the football season's over. My football team season's been over for a long time, but now it starts to set in that like this week is the second to last red zone week. What what always scares me is week 17 at four o'clock is the last time there are multiple games on at a time. That's when it really hits. Can we talk about how bad uh, Red Zone was last week? I fell asleep. Okay, so I, you know, the Vikings were playing a one o'clock game, mm-hmm. which they did for the first time in like six weeks because they had been on national TV four weeks in a mm-hmm. row and embarrassed themselves in three out of four. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and so my dad and I are watching the game. And by the way, uh, uh, kudos to myself. I've been wrong about a lot, but I said the Vikings would win forty-one to ten, and they beat the Dolphins forty-one to seven. That's pretty good. So. Well, yeah. Bill Simmons said the only reason the Vikings won is because Kenny Stills didn't play. And even though he yeah. bet on he bet on the Dolphins not knowing that Kenny Stills was out. Kenny Stills did, did play. play. The he, whole he game. didn't have a catch. And he's not so court. good. Like, yeah. that, he would not move any yeah. lines. What are you talking about, Bill? Yeah, and the, the Dolphins' two touchdowns were on, on a pick six. The only line Kenny uh, Stills would move was the, uh, and then on a, the not a kneeling for the national A 75-yard run by their third string running yeah. back. So, yeah, that was a Stephen A. Smith. Um yeah, so anyway, so the, the the game is sort of getting out of hand at like 350 or so, and I'm very interested in the Packers-Bears game, first of all, because I want the Packers to win to keep the Vikings' chance at division alive, but then also because I have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on my fantasy mm-hmm. team, uh, and, they're, and they're doing nothing late in the fourth quarter. So I tell my dad about Red Zone, and I tell him how Red Zone was like the most exciting thing, and I try to explain what it is, and we switch to Red Zone, and literally for two minutes they showed literally nothing. It was a review of a of a play in the Buffalo Detroit game between two teams out of the playoffs and they show nothing but people standing around waiting for the review for the entirety of 2 minutes. I don't understand why. And then my dad got so fed up he got up and left and then I ended up watching Red Zone for the next, you know, like the 3:45 to 4:30 is supposed to be like the peak of Red yeah, Zone. Yeah, the witching hour. And there was nothing on Red Zone. I don't, I don't understand. Like I guess every early game was just not a good game. So. Uh yeah, we should next year we should rank the Red Zones like every week, give it a 1 to 10 score. And people were complaining because of the Thursday games and the Saturday games that there were and there, there was only three games late or two games late. Excuse me, there were San Francisco, Seattle, and New England, Pittsburgh. So people were complaining there were too few late games and too many early games. But even as it was, there were no good early games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I support games on Saturday, but it does create well the the eleven two, especially when they have like a Patriots Steelers type game. They don't want any games near. They want the whole country watching. You know, Jim Nance talking about Patriots Steelers. 
Uh, the same thing's happening yeah, this was, week with New Orleans-Pittsburgh. There's only one or two, I think two other games going up against it. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll talk about football at the end, but you wanted to talk about TV first, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, let's do every year we do our top 10 TV shows of the year. I didn't ask anyone to send in theirs, which was a mistake. Should we, should we ask people uh, now on, on the, in the Facebook group? It's too late. Yeah. I meant to do it. Not too late. Um, they could, they could put, put them on the Facebook group when we post this episode. How about that? Um, I, I like the listeners' lists more because they'll recommend shows I have Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we should have asked for this last week, yeah. and then I could have, like, watched shows. I always do that. Well, but uh, there's not enough time to watch a whole season in time to make my rankings. But with with uh, Av, our movie correspondent... Uh, after I'm done with my list, I'll say, all right, what do you have that's like a B-plus or above that I might have missed? Yeah. Then I'll watch all of those movies. Give us assignments. Uh, and I, I've watched a million movies, so that's actually going to be a pretty good uh, episode when we get to it. But it's usually not till at least Oscars are announced, if not uh, the week that they're Yeah. Broadcast. All right, so let me ask you, overall, was this, in your opinion, a good season for TV or a bad season? I think this is the year where average. it like broke everyone's back, where there's too many shows that like there's legitimately amazing shows that at this point you've just never heard of. Like I, I probably will mention right. I had to I had to Google at least one show because every time I finish a show, I write it down. It's the only way I could make this list or ever remember what I watched. But then I hadn't looked at this list in a long time, and I literally Googled the name of one of the shows in my top ten because I watched it in like January and I don't it's a one season thing and I didn't remember it. Yeah, there's one show for me the same way that I didn't remember what it was or if, if I'd even seen it that made it number 11 on my list. I, I thought this was a very bad season for TV, mm-hmm. honestly. I feel like I have nothing to watch ever. A lot of the shows I really like took the season off. Obviously, Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones being, yeah, the, main, the main one. What else took the season off? So I have, there's a total of, well, I deleted the ones. I mean, I'd have to go to my list of shows I generally watch mm-hmm. and then see which ones. You also need a, sp- I mean, I a- we're spreadsheet nerds, but you really do need a spreadsheet nowadays if you're a big TV watcher, like yeah. 90% of our listeners it's are. Not, it's not even like it's all in one device because, you know, they're all in different kinds of networks and different recordings and, you know, so you track them in different places. Yeah. Uh, so I have a total of 29 shows this year that I watched entire seasons of. Okay. That's about what I have. A little. I actually have a little less. Wait, Oh, because I thought that sounded kind of... It's low. I think last year you probably would have had like 40, I feel like. Yeah. And of these 29, I'm looking at them, seven or eight I could... And and this includes everything. This includes Saturday Night Live. This includes everything. Uh, There's seven or eight of them on this list that I could easily chop off without minding at all. Sure. And there's only really 15 that I have would even give like a, a B to. So half these shows are less than a B. Right. Listen, it's not our job to watch TV. Like, I'm sure if Alan Sebenwald was on here, he'd say, no, there's like 75 shows that you have to watch. Yeah. And he's probably right. Like, all of them are probably objectively good. It's just that, you know, it's a big commitment. A lot of these shows that I'm calling shows, it's it's anything that's, you know, there's serialized that there's more than one episode. But a lot of these are like one offs. So I don't know if it really counts as a show. Right. And Netflix Netflix cancels a lot of like critically acclaimed but not super popular stuff after one or two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what they're doing over there. And my, and my list is very Netflix-heavy. It's incredibly Netflix-heavy, my list. I didn't realize until after I did yeah, it. Well, yeah, my, my list also, yeah, there's very, there's well, there's actually two Amazon shows in my top eight. I've, n- I've never watched show, a full it's, it's, season of my, an Amazon show yet. I'm, I'm, I'm Netflix, Amazon, and HBO. Obviously, I'm an HBO. You're complete. an HBO completist, except like there's a lot of good HBO shows you haven't seen. You also like B-level Showtime shows. Like, you would love, except for the fact that you don't like Jim Carrey, you would have loved, like, Kidding, which I saw a bunch of episodes of, but I'm not up to date. Yeah, so Jim Carrey produced I'm Dying Up Here, but he didn't put his, his annoying face on screen, mm-hmm. which is why I like it. So. You don't like Ace Ventura? Well, I mean, I like 
Jim Carrey in nineteen. Okay, fine. You just don't like him Jim anymore. Two thousand eighteen. You don't like him posting pic- painting prick. pictures of Trump every day on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, did you? Well, his pictures aren't bad. Actually. I don't. Did I don't. You, like, did him. you see him on comedians and cars getting coffee? He he was just ugh. He's a weird he's guy. Terrible. He he is a weird guy. I mean, remember this guy like willingly dated you know uh, what's her name Jenny McCarthy for a million years who's like probably insane but he also is is like a whack well i'm sure yeah oh yeah no quite i'm sure if she had those opinions he had two the only difference is he's jim carrey and he's like a corporation so he can't let you know like he could you know if we didn't know that he detested trump we would assume he was a trump supporter basically yeah all right so what do you got here uh what do we we'll do 10 10 10 like we each do one at a time uh you want to go first so uh sure my number 10 show of the year crashing I'm a Pete Holmes fan, although I no longer listen to his podcast, but I really enjoy his show. Obviously, I, I always like shows that are about comedians <laughs> and sort of their lives, and um, I don't know. I just really like Crashing, and I'm looking forward to seeing I, it. I w- see, I watch season two. I will watch season three. Um, the issue is, first of all, it is funny. There's a massive Pete Holmes, uh, you know, sort of a lashback kickback what word am i trying to think he's not as big now as he was uh, no I, I think like the real uh like the alt comedy world hates him i, I maybe just because he got popular maybe because he's like very he's not funny i think is the issue he's not a funny guy <laughs> right he's a comedian yeah. who's not funny it's a, yeah I, i've watched his stand up and it, it's it doesn't have a lot of laughs. no he like he's a personality he in his weirdness is more but like and some of his three-hour podcasts are great. Like, I, I've listened to him talk for three hours. So he's not irredeemable. But I do th- he he's not, like, super woke. They have some problematic people, I think, on staff, which is why sort of, like, leftist L.A. Uh, Twitter hates him. Uh, I do like that. But I do I, like but that his show. Sort of, but he also has, like, the dumb version of wokeness, which annoys me. Like, sort of open-minded to stupidity about, like, you know, vaccinations and stuff like that. So Right. Well, he's very into a lot of, like, uh, Eastern... Ideas. Theories. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I, I, I have, I have a soft spot in my heart for Artie Lang, uh, who, <laughs> like, is going to be the number one. Have you seen Artie Lang recently? Have you seen a picture of him? Oh, he's the number one pick on. Draft I would say death every draft death pool in 2019. Sadly, yeah, he could be. He could be yeah. the number one pick. But he, he's been like an, an early round draft pick, probably for. Yeah, but if you see him now, he has like a third nose, basically, because he had he he did like. Co- bad right. cocaine or something he said like it, it's pr- it's really messy if you if you look at pictures of him yeah. on twitter uh i wish the best for him um uh, so my number 10 is a netflix show that was e- don't do don't do bad cocaine kids. yes uh yeah. a, a netflix show that was definitely a one-off it was it was it was a making a murder style i uh, making a murder ended up just being such a big hit that they like shoehorned in a second ridiculous season but uh, it's called evil. That was dead last on my list, by the way. Yeah, and and you were people don't know this, but like we almost stopped being friends because I accidentally spoiled Making a Murder spoiled. season two for you. That a true story, just that I won't even say the spoiler. And 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 by the way, yeah. uh, I think I'm also spoiling it by saying that it's dead last on my list because the outcome is sort of why it's dead. Right, last right, on my right. List. Um, yeah, it, but you were extremely mad. Like you didn't speak to me for at least a day. Yeah. Yeah, because the first eight episodes were like much higher on the yeah. list. Than, you know. So anyway, Evil Genius, I don't think you saw it, right? It is the gr- baffling true crime story about the grisly death of a pizza man who robs a bank with a bomb around his neck, and it gets much weirder, right? He's 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 sort of not uh, willingly robbing the bank. It's an insane story that happens to be true. It was really good. Uh, it, it's, it's weird because it's not really a TV show. It's a, more like a miniseries, but it's not a movie, certainly, so it has to go here. Yeah. 
Well, and also on Netflix, Wild Wild Country yeah. was in my also receiving votes. It was number. Six I watched some of it. I felt I felt like I got the point. I'm not a big cult guy. I, we like it's cool to like hear stories about cults, but I got the point. I didn't like those it. Had guys. more potential, I think. Mm-hmm. That's another one that sort of fizzles out a little bit. For, it gets crazier and crazier, and you expect like just this massive payoff, and it sort of fizzles out at the end a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is a good thing. Like a thousand people dying would not be good, but it's a good thing in real life. But it's a bad thing for drama. So yeah, what's what's your number nine? Uh, oh, are there any other anything else you want to mention? As you know, that did not make your list? yeah. Okay, so for my number, I'll tell you my number nine because there's some similar shows that didn't make it. So in the twenty four seven sports team genre, which I love, there's Hard Knocks, which had an amazing season, is not in my top ten. Um, but Hard Knocks, the Brown season was delightful. Only five episodes. Uh, there's not really much you could do. There's a show that just came out this past weekend on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die, which is Hard Knocks with a second tier English team. Sunderland just gets knocked down from the premiership to the, uh, to the league championship, which is the second division in England. And it's, uh, you know, they're, they're a team with story tradition, kind of a tradition of losing, but like at least in the top level. Uh, and, in a beautiful stadium, the Stadium of Light, and they and and this is sort of the story of their uh, very complicated uh, first season in the second division. By the way, speaking of that, there is a great article going around on the at uh, the Atlantic Athletic. What's it called? If you don't have the Athletic, I'll uh, I'll copy and paste it uh, and send it to you uh, uh, it, about Mike Piazza. Uh, did you read this? It's really good. Yeah, Mike Piazza we, owned we, an uh, Italian we, soccer team. The Italian soccer team. I did with his wife and all that. I didn't realize how quickly it went off the rails i knew that they were in trouble i didn't realize that they had bailed ship in two seasons that the club that had existed for like hundreds of years no longer exists in any form that's really crazy it sounds like he could manage the mets next mike piazza <laughs> um by the way i just realized i did not have hard knocks on my list so i have 30 shows i watched this yeah season. see you really need to write down there's no reason to watch a show if you're not going to write down the second you finish that's yeah, I, I slid into number 16 okay, okay. Uh, but the, of those shows, the one I liked best was Last Chance U, which switched to a new place, to Independence. Uh, it was Kansas, not Missouri, right? One of those two bordering states. Um, and I think Missouri. I'm not sure. Uh, and the coach is a really interesting guy. Uh, the star quarterback who got booted from Florida State and I think is still languishing in the middle of nowhere now. I and mean, He didn't play anywhere this season, I don't think. Um uh, the characters are interesting. They, it needed a change of pace after the first two seasons. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It's coming back for the next season. Uh, should I spoil the record for this? Yeah, I won't spoil the record. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I love Last Chance You. Uh, I eat that stuff up. So that's number, my number nine. All right. Uh, I'll just mention a couple shows that were very low on my list other than Making a Murder. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I actually quit on it this season. It's just, it's too jokey. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I quit it a long time ago. Yeah, and uh, the last OG I watched. The whole I don't even know what that is. But, uh, you know, oh, it's uh, Tiffany Haddish and Tracy Morgan. And wait, is it Tracy Jordan or Tracy Morgan? Who's Tracy Jordan? <laughs> it's the character. Tracy, oh, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, Jordan. No, Jordan is is who he plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it got it got endless hype if you watch basketball playoffs, which you don't do because you know it was a TNT show. Mm-hmm. So there were so many endless commercials for it throughout the NBA playoffs, and so I watched it. And yeah, mediocre. So I watched the whole thing, and it's like directed. It's 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 executive producers are like Jordan Peele and Jorma Tacon, uh one of the guys from uh, Lonely Island. So uh, it has a lot of big names attached, but uh, disappointing. So those shows I did not like. All right, number number nine on my list is I'm dying up here. I think I discussed it last year. It's another show about stand up comedians. This one from the seventies. Yeah. This one on Showtime. 
I, I really was emotionally invested in some of the relationships in that show, so I thought it did a good job sucking me in. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It, it wasn't for me. I like stuff set in the modern days or like the 1400s. You know, like I don't, I don't love like 1970s yeah, so stuff. I, I much prefer. Yeah, I much prefer. I, I really love period shows, as you'll see. I got mm-hmm. period shows on this list. So uh, okay, uh, my number eight right, is so number eight. Number eight for me is a show that uh, similar to your number nine. It's all or nothing. The Cowboy season. It's just it's great because last year we got to enjoy the Cowboys epic collapse in November and December, mm-hmm. and then by July August I had sort of forgotten about it, and I got to relive the whole thing all over again. So I got to see the Cowboys collapse twice in one season in one year. Very enjoyable. yeah, that uh, that is fun. Um, Drew, the the Des Bryant thing was the highlight of of the season. And uh, ironically, Des Bryant also the, one of the highlights of the Hard Knock season for the Browns, even though he never played for them. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but I can't. I just I can't have the I can't have the Browns hard knocks season too high on my list because it's just they're such evil characters. Greg Williams is is the most evil. Is Greg Williams would he be the most he's, evil he's person in Game Joffrey. of Thrones if he was on Game of Thrones? Yeah, he's he's worse than Joffrey. He's worse than Joffrey. Exactly. He's more irredeemable than Joff than than uh, uh, Joffrey's mom, who I don't remember because it's been two years already. Yeah, I think I think Ramsey Bolton though yeah. would be a similar to Greg Williams. Okay, Greg Williams would like Ramsey Bolton sure. would say like flay the body and the head dies or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number eight is End of the Effing World. I think it's getting a second season, even though it's really not made as a show that should get one. Are you familiar with End of the Effing World? This is the Netflix show. It's a British dark comedy about two teens that run away and do no good. That they're they're so sad. Yeah, I watched the first episode. The first episode was so. Depressing. Oh, do you know what you? I remember you. You messaged me. You're like, I yeah. hate sociopaths, which was a very weird, yeah. uh, like de- uh, like message for me to get. Like that was your message. Like, it's like a dark, I, depressing. Yeah, isn't he like torturing? I don't. Whatever. Yeah. The first five minutes of the show immediately turned me off. So. Yeah, you. That was your message. I can't watch it. I hate sociopaths, which is a very strange. I guess that's why you also didn't like Hard Knocks. Um, Wait, why is that a strange take? Do most people like? No, sociopaths? but it's like a weird. Like, I don't like them, but it's a TV show. It's fake. It's pretend. Like, it's a weird. Like, I can't watch this. I mean, it's. I, I get it. I have things too. Like, I always knew Kevin Spacey was a sociopath. That's why I was always out on Spacey. History was kind to that. Maybe uh, this kid is a sociopath. Who knows? Uh, that's my number eight. What is your seven? All right. So my number seven is uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Just finished the new season. Mm-hmm. It's so it's a period show which I love. Obviously, it's got sort of that Mad Men esque uh, attention to detail. Yeah. It's it's sort of syrupy. It's a little bit preposterous. They talk in a way which annoys me, like in that Aaron Sorkin style or Gilmer Girls, obviously, since it's, that's actually the same cr- creators as this show, mm-hmm. where, where everything is like too perfect and too structured. But you have to take that for what it is. It's not supposed to be realistic, but it's just it's you know it's a highly enjoyable, enjoyable sort of syrupy version of sort of the uh, upper middle class nineteen fifties, and and also this sort of has this wokeness of this woman trying to break in. You know, sort of a reference. Yeah, to, I'm sure uh, I like I it, and I, I haven't seen it. You, yeah, I mean, there's so many shows out there. So, yeah, and we're both very busy guys. Um, yeah. One day, <laughs> my number seven is BoJack Horseman. But, uh, I have it number seven. Uh, do you watch BoJack oh, Horseman? Five on my list. Okay, yeah, number five. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, I think it was the weakest right. season. It's such a great show, but I do think this was the weakest season. It was, and also BoJack is. It's a little bit depressing to watch on. Yeah, it's a little depressing to watch, and I don't like the puns. I don't like the Hollywood puns. I feel like it, it, it's like they're like saccharine. It's like too much sometimes when I'm watching it. I get why they do it. It's their shtick. They're not going to change it. But like, that's my least favorite part of the show. There's so many like clever things about that show. I love when they do the standalone episodes. They're really, 
you know, sort of stretch the whole TV. Was genre. the underwater season this year? No, 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 no. That was like three seasons ago. Um, oh, okay. But uh, no, the, the funeral speech was this year, where he gives us the whole the whole episode is his speech at the funeral. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no spoilers. Yeah, so that was really good. Um, what's your number six? All right, number six for me is another uh, animated show on Netflix. It's Big Mouth. Mm. So we actually had a big argument in one of my uh, WhatsApp group chats. Was it a Big Mouth WhatsApp group? No, it was a Big Mouth versus BoJack, which is the better uh, animated show. To me, like, Big Mouth may be more enjoyable, Mm -hmm. but BoJack is clearly... Well, one could be funnier, right. Right. Like, uh, you know, Billy Madison isn't a better movie than The Godfather Part 2, but it might be more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, that's a bad take. The Godfather Part 2 is more enjoyable, but... uh, uh, yeah, but it was made before 1995, so you don't know sure. about it. Uh, yeah, so Big Mouth is, you know, it's 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 Mulaney and Kroll, uh, both of whom I love, obviously. I always love anything. It sort of, it has the same as, um, as oh my God, my mind just went blank. What's the Jonah Hill movie? Superbad? Sarah. Yeah. Wait, is that Superbad? Where they're like seniors in high school? Yeah. They do the part? No, Superbad. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so whatever. A- any show... Any show that um, you know sort of goes back and sort of tells people what what high school's like. It also they show both the boys and the girls, which you know Superbad obviously did not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no spoilers for our movie list, but the movie Eighth Grade is sort of a similar yeah. uh, looking at uh, kids who are thirteen years old in in a different way, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I just I really like Big Mouth, and um, you know, I feel a little weird watching it because I feel like it's not for people my age. But yeah, I, well, I feel the same way about about everybody on the show. Everybody who show. created it is my age, so it's fine. Yeah. My uh, my next show, I feel the same way. I think it's a little bit mo- more YA focused, but I really liked it. Everything sucks on Netflix, which was about uh, uh, high schoolers in boring Oregon who are in the. Was that the one you had to Google? No, this is not the one. Although oh, it would have, because I have that. Would have taken me a minute, but it's a, But the one I had to Google was was Evil Genius. I just didn't remember the name. Uh, okay, so I had everything sucks number eleven on my list. Just just missed the cut. I really enjoyed season one, but they're gone. They're, it's gone right. Uh, and also, I did. I remember being very upset at the time when I finished the season and I realized that um, the girl is way too young. They have her like the, the there's there's like a sort of a freshman sophomore girl who's the daughter of the principal who questions her sexuality and starts the like main character and like makes out with yeah. the senior. But the senior's like twenty one and the freshman is like actually like like a really young kid. And it, it, it like in hindsight I, I'm not sure You're saying the in real life ages of the actors creeped you out. I, I think a thirteen year old shouldn't be making out with a twenty one year old on, yes. on camera. I think yes. that's not no, worth no, that, that, even if it was fourteen and twenty. There's something like that. It was not ideal. Um Yeah. So everything sucks is basically the um the the non animated version of Big Mouth, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I've no idea. It's insane that that show is is one and done because it was way too good for that. Yeah, if you and I both watched it, and they have a million like YA shows yeah. on Netflix that the, that market is watching. So, but this one even went beyond that audience to reach. But I wonder if the YA crowd wasn't interested. If it was maybe like accidentally geared towards creepy, you know, thirty year old men and not. Uh, I mean, it was very freaks and geeky. It was so very freaks and geeky. Uh, they, there was a lot of places they could have gone. Um, yeah, Netflix sucks they shouldn't have canceled that 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 is my number six what's your number five all right so my five i already said is bojack okay so bojack was five for you my five is another netflix show i think i've have i only been netflix so far Uh, i think so um yeah i have only been netflix so far accidentally uh david chang's ugly delicious um it's it is it's basically just a food travel show but it's so like beautifully shot and all the food looks incredible i'm a little changed out now because He's on The Ringer, like, a lot, uh, and everyone on The Ringer gets overexposed, um, 
it, uh, it, but it was really good. They just do like it, each each episode is themed towards a food. So he has pizza with uh, his buddy Aziz, which I guess doesn't hold up as well. And he does barbecue and he does fried chicken and and um, uh, Thanksgiving and and shrimp. Like each food has their own episode, but it's just and he goes across the world. It's really good, and the whole time you're just going to be drooling about food. And he has a lot of personality, uh, David Chang. I do like him, but I, I... And by the way, you just reminded me of another show that I forgot to put on my list. What's that? Which is a food show on Netflix, which is Somebody Feed Food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, very famously, the Tel Aviv episode inspired me to track down Sherry's herring. Oh, yeah. Your, your famous uh, herring story. Yeah. The, the... yeah, I finally got it. Did I tell you, by the way, I went to a herring festival this past Saturday night. <sighs> I got to hang up. I'm sorry. So, so uh, a couple of months ago on a Saturday night, we had our cereal tournament, obviously. Yeah. And Jordan Kalish and I actually ended after eating 64 bowls of cereal. We ended by eating some herring. Yeah. Did you invite and Jordan Kalish to the herring fe- festival? Yeah. So, that, so the next morning, actually, I woke up. I stepped on my scale. I was horrified by what I saw. Mm-hmm. It was the most I'd ever weighed. Yeah. So I actually went on a diet immediately following the cereal tournament. I think you weighed more than me, if I'm not mistaken, at that point. Um, I mean, I'll say on the podcast. I don't care. You, Do you not you, want to say? No, I will. I'll say whatever. But I, I, I just you don't have to. Say, it's not interesting. But I remember being no. surprised by how much it was. Yeah. So, um, but so I went on a diet mm-hmm. thereafter, and I had a target weight that I wanted to hit by the end of December. By the end of this, and you treated yourself to the December. to the herring tournament as a as a present. Yeah, I, I hit it Saturday night. That, you, by the way, that I should have done that. I should have been like Akiva. If you don't lose twenty pounds by the end of the year, you have you to have eat to all the herring at the herring festival. Yeah. The Herring Festival is really good. The part that annoyed me, though, was that there, it was not a tournament. There was no ranking. There was no voting. You're just going around. Yeah, that's how herring. these things work. It's like a convention. It's like a Herring where they're selling their wares. We're yeah, the only idiots who award. rank things and, and eat until we vomit. Like, that's insane. But we should, you know, we should do one year. It's too bad I don't live in New York anymore because I used to go. We should do like a podcast from Kosher Fest and eat all like the or, weird or food. the Kosher Food and Wine Expo. Yeah. KFW. Have you been to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that would be fun. I, I love going there By with the way, uh, a lot of ladies at these events. Also, a lot of ladies at the Herring Festival. I would that, guess. Right. I would guess if there was uh, how many people? How many people total, total were there at the Herring Festival? It was it like hundreds, thousands, well, I would dozens? Say, no. Well, I, when I was there, I would say about seventy, maybe. All right. I'm gonna guess there was not a minion of women. There were more women than I would have guessed. I would say out of the seventy, there would have been about sixteen. Women. Okay, that's a lot. I mean, women don't hate herring. It's not. It's not uh, specific to men. I mean, uh, my wife would have rather gone to a Trump rally. Than sure, because she loves Trump. I mean, obviously, she would have. <laughs> she would have rather eat chocolate. Um, I, th- I think also, uh, Herring Festival is a good name for um, like a sausage fest. Instead of a sausage fest, if it's just Jewish, <laughs> if it's just <laughs> Jewish men, it's a Herring Festival. Old Jewish men. Yeah, yeah old Jewish a, men. Yeah, it was a real Herring. Like festival. You, were you in the sauna yeah. this morning? It was a Herring Festival. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That might actually that might catch. I me. also went. I went to a ch- a Cholent t- uh, uh, thing on Friday night. Yeah, or maybe that was the week before, where there actually there was voting. Yes, but of course I'm an anal. There were there was eight of them, and I wanted to rank them one to eight. I wanted to have you know ranked voting, yeah. and you only got to vote for your favorite. Yeah, one. yeah, that's how these work. They, why would you insult the person who spent the whole afternoon making the chal? That makes no sense. Yeah, well, you know, but but the annoying thing like when we like, when we ranked like Berry Berry Kicks last, the guy who invented yeah. Berry Berry Kicks didn't have to like pick up his freaking. Is it in the room? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, and we would have done was, it. By the way, he's rolling in the dough, so he doesn't care. True, but um, yeah, uh, but so for these challenges, I didn't know which one was going to win. So of my favorite two, I saw this guy right next to me vote for one. So I said, all right, I'm going to vote for this other one. Mm-hmm. And so he got really mad that I'd canceled out his vote. Wow, a lot of politics in this. So I, I am the yeah. referee, which just means I count the votes. But I, but I get uh, a friend Morty to bring me a referee uniform every year. My synagogue does this once a year in like February. 
Uh, and um, and chalent, just for those who don't know, it's like a stew with meat, yeah. and potatoes, and barley, yeah. and other. So, uh, so I, I'm the judge every year, and it's the same thing. You put it; it's a whole elaborate system where you each chalent has like a toothpick that corresponds to the color of of that chalent. Like there's a blue one and a green one. They're not actually blue; it's just that's their team names, so to speak. And then you put a ticket in, and then we count up the winner. Um, yeah. My son and, and really wanted Ch- to take Ch- the. Chalent is a very difficult thing yeah. for these tournaments because, as I said, it's a stew, and so um, if the real way to judge it is to take a whole bowl. But having eight bowls of chalent. Oh, I, I would. Except I'm like busy. I I would easily eat a bowl. But the problem also we ran into last year was that um, a lot of them ran out before the end, and then those people like sort of lost by winning because people the the bad ones nobody finished. There was more of, but the good ones got like devoured, and then they couldn't get any votes the last half. So. I gotta well, but if you're like me and you're year. somewhat on a post-cereal tournament uh, diet, you can't have eight full bowls. But that means for some of them, I had like a piece of barley, and for some of them, I had a piece of You know meal. what? Some so of them you know could know. Gonna... Some of them you know right away. Like, this is not good. Yeah. But Charlotte's also one of the weird things where visually... I mean, it's never visually. Yeah, don't Google it. I, I, someone, I think Haley Strong was trying to explain what Charlotte was there like a year ago. Uh, and I, it took me 400 pictures to be able to find one to send to her that wasn't that completely wasn't appalling. Yeah. And it's much in yeah. much better in person. It's never been photographed properly, uh, ever. Yeah. Um, well, I had a meatless one the other a week that might have been the best chalent I ever had. It was incredible, and there was no meat. Meatless, meatless chalent that was unbelievable. I couldn't okay, get believe. Get the hell it. out of here. I'm sorry, I couldn't believe. That, it. That's like that's idiotic. Like the the best. There was a lot. The kishka was amazing. Well, okay. Well, kishka's like kishka makes like greasy meat. Sound. By the way, Rob on on R A N A P. Do you want to Rob, explain what kishka is? Yeah, R- Rob uh, 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 Nick's doing like a Rob Tastes Jewish Foods. I think it was a mistake. I think yeah. that would be a good episode. I think it would be fun well, to have someone try challenge. But the problem is, yeah, but Rob is so anti-food, you see. Yeah, he's, an- yeah. he's not really anti-food. I just hate on that. For- okay, um, what's your number four show? All right, so my number four show is Billions. Yeah, you love, you're, love you're such a Billions fan. But this was honestly, this was the worst season. The worst season is still the fourth best show on TV of Billions? Well, it, first of all, it was a very bad season of TV. That's, that's number one. And number two, I made this list in five minutes, so sorry. Freaking billions. Um, uh, okay, uh, my number four is a show that if 10,000 critics made 10,000 different lists, I would be the only person who has this show. Is a show on Twitch, uh, which means I have as many shows on Twitch as on every channel other than not Netflix, I'm realizing. Uh, that's only been on like six times. It is uh, Mike Mitchell from Doughboys hosts a uh, live talk show like once a month, but it rel- it started relatively recently. Uh, and the premise is that his friends, who are like you know them from the Doughboys universe, pick him up in his apartment. He does not know that he's being picked up, so he literally has to put on a suit, you know the you know his his TV talk show host suit. On camera, like he's putting on his pants and, and tugging his shirt as he's being driven. He's being live streamed the whole time. He shows up at the audience and he hosts a talk show. They they write jokes that he reads off a iPad teleprompter. He has celebrity guests come out. He doesn't know who they are. Um, and uh, I, 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 I love it, even though it's like very small and silly. It was originally pitched as a pilot. And for the pilot, the guests were Will Ferrell and Jennifer Lawrence, which is insane. And it was even, it's crazy that the show didn't get picked up because it's a really good idea for a show. Like imagine, imagine if Jimmy Fallon just like didn't know he was hosting a show every day. Well, it would would still suck, but someone good. Uh, If like Colbert didn't know he was hosting a show and then they just, they brought people. And Mike is just so likable. Uh, So it's really, the guys are very clever. They invent like technological things. It's funny. 
Uh, and well, what is Twitch? Is my issue with this show. Say that again. What is Twitch? Twitch is the platform that um, you're such an old man for asking that question. Twitch is the platform where all the gamers uh, stream on. All the video game players. It's like that's where you could play your oh, li- yeah, 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 yeah. live video okay, game. Yeah, You've yeah, definitely no, but, seen it that, on but, Twitter. But it, no, no, but but it's a network. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. It, you could they just stream it. They sh- they stream the show live. They could stream it on Facebook. They just choose to stream it on Twitch. But 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 how can one watch this show not live if they so desire? Oh, I mean, I'll send you the link. There's no way you would be able to tolerate it, but I will send you the link. Well, if you send me the best episode, send me one. There are no good. It's it. It's more like the idea, and I like the guy who's hosting. But I will send you the the best episode. And you could also fast forward the first half where he's literally being driven while he tucks in his pants. <laughs> you don't have to watch that first half where he's driving to the studio and buttoning his pants and and uh, and and uh, you know pulling up his underwear. Um, okay, what's your number three? All right, my number three, and, uh, you know, three of my top four are HBO, uh, as it always is. Number three is Silicon Valley. Ooh, okay. Is Silicon Valley done? That show. I don't think so. Okay. But I've always liked it more than Veep. Veep's another show that took the year off, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Veep, uh, all the Veep actors were just tweeting yesterday that they uh, wrapped the show. It's, Veep is done. Like, it has one more season coming. Oh. And by the way, Armando Minucci also made a movie this year. Uh yeah, I hate you never you never watched in the loop like you were required to do. I have to watch. I just hate his style. I like Veep just because I love JLD so much, but like I I I just don't like his style. I appreciate he's incredibly talented. Although didn't he leave the show, Armando Iannucci? Veep, yeah, yeah. What isn't the Seinfeld guys now like the Seinfeld writers? I don't even know to be honest. Uh yeah, but I I've seen episodes. But uh, first of all, I hate um what's his nose? The guy who's not on the show anymore. Detest him. Pete Holmes, buddy. TJ. I hate TJ Miller. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but they kicked him yeah, off the show. Yeah, I guess he is off the show. So maybe that... And not just... But, like, he, he was enjoyable in Silicon Valley because, you know, because of how they made fun of him. Right, right. My number three is uh, an HBO show, uh, Barry, that I suspect maybe you're one or two, but maybe not. Oh, no, I just forgot about it. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Barry is a really good show that should almost definitely be in your top ten. Nah, nah, was not a big. Okay, fan. so it wasn't for you, um, but yeah, no, I thought I, Barry's great. I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that you're, you're not into it. Bill Hader is great as a serial killer. I guess you don't like sociopath, like you said. And Henry Winkler I is. I slid it into number seventeen. Barry's number seventeen on my list. Yeah, which is now up to thirty-two. That's not great. So I watched more TV than I realized. Yeah, uh, Bill Hader uh, is great, and Henry Winkler is incredible in it, and it's, it's a really good show. I am. Uh, a lot of times season one is, is where a show peaks. I'm curious where uh, they're going to go with season two. I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. But, you know, probably September at, at earliest. But uh, uh, I'm excited for more Barry. What is your second best show of the year? Yeah, the other reason it's hard to keep track of these, it's hard to remember what shows were which, like which ones came Right, out like I looked December up The Good Place, which didn't make my top ten. Uh, and I really like season two. But season two ended in like January. So they had five episodes that I liked. And then they've had ten in season three, which I don't like. And that's what knocked that out of my top ten. Yeah. 15 episodes is more right, than almost any of these shows put up, but I didn't like most of them. All right, so number two for me is Fauda. Fauda, which can be found on Netflix in America. Mm-hmm. It's an Israeli show. My parents love it. discussed it before. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the rare show that, uh, you know, that you can watch with your parents. It's definitely, uh, it's also it's definitely coming to, uh, they're definitely remaking it for an American audience, right? I'm sure they are. They're wedding it for. An I assume audience? that they're remaking it for an American audience, Fauda. Yeah, they're yeah they're yes they're, yeah they do that for all these shows. They did it with um what was the show with the, with um with Carrie um 
Homeland, Homeland Khatufim became Homeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Homeland, home uh, bro- even like the, even British shows, like they know Americans won't watch. Like Broadchurch became Broadchurch just in English and not in uh, and not in uh, yeah. British. The British version was good. Season one, I quit in season two. What Broadchurch? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I, I, I didn't watch the American version, and I don't even watch the British version anymore. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your number two show? Uh, love, which uh, which ended this year. I, I love it, um, but uh, it's gone. It got canceled. Netflix doesn't know a good thing when they see it. Uh, By the way, there's no comedy seller uh, comedy uh, channel comedy shows on your list this year, is there? Well, Love is a comedy. Um, uh, I, Mitch Live is a talk show. The net, the, the, the Bojack is a it, Bojack's a comedy. Are you making fun of me? They're all comedies. Oh yeah, they are. No, I'm saying there's no, no, no. There's nothing from Comedy Central, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, well, Comedy Central. Um, I didn't love what what is what's on Comedy Central. Nathan Few didn't have a season this year. By the way, my take is that Nathan yeah. Few is coming back. Re- he just review is off. All those re- reviews gone. The only the only Comedy Central show I even watched was Roast Battle, and that's not even a show. That's like five episodes in January. Um, I, you, I, I my take is that Nathan Few is coming back. He just wanted to say he's ending it, so he gets more sort of freedom to do things without people saying, uh, you know, hey, isn't that for Nathan Few? Okay, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, there's really nothing on. Uh, there was a TBS show, that uh, Search Party, that I had, uh, which was a Comedy Central type show that just happened to be on TBS. They had a second season. I didn't even watch it, um, but that was on my top ten and last that's year. That's another show that has endless commercials. Yeah. All the show, all, all the TBS TNT shows. Oh, that because I watch, I've been watching so much Seinfeld lately, mm-hmm. So I, and I'm too lazy to fast forward through the commercials, so that's why I've also seen a lot of ads for TBS shows a lot. Well, uh, okay. Why are you watching so much Seinfeld? You're just on a Seinfeld kick? I got back into Seinfeld after you you and Rob did that podcast. I, I will say we're on a Seinfeld WhatsApp group, and I'm on WhatsApp groups of current things like sports teams. The Seinfeld WhatsApp group pings at all hours of the night. It's it is it's as if Seinfeld is airing new episodes every week. It's crazy how active that group yeah. is. Yeah. Also, any group I'm in is gonna ping at all hours of the night because my peak my peak hours. Yeah, but you also you also uh, you know post a lot you're a big poster on, on these groups the uh, baseball hall of fame group also is uh i wonder if that's also a 12 month yeah. a year uh, uh active group. well that's and that's just me and jared jerome with and then uh and then like avi hadelsberg just asking questions once in a while he's a youth uh number two okay i have i have uh, love what's your number two my number two is fauda i already said okay so number one my number one it's much worse than the first season, but I still love it. I'm sad that this show is is done. Another Netflix show canceled too soon. American Vandal. Uh, I I really liked that it. That was 2017. I looked it up. Say that again. That was 2017. No, not no season two. You didn't watch season two. The, the Who Drew the Dicks is that season one or season? That's two? season one. Season two is the poop one. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, it it uh it came out in uh like September October this year. What's your number one show? Yeah, September fourteenth. It, it came out this year. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say because it's gonna make me sound like such a the ringer troll, but uh, Succession I have number one. Okay, no, that's fine. It's actually on my list, like to watch it. It's the one show I didn't get to watch. I, I meant to watch well, it. Well, and I think, and this is one of, and this is my general criticism of sort of the Netflix model versus like the HBO, the weekly serialized model. And I've, we've discussed this before, but like part of the excitement of these shows is discussing it with other people. Is it being in pop culture? Is you know you're coming to work and you speak. Right, like Game of Thrones could never exist on Netflix because there would be no discussion yeah. about it. 
yeah, it's it, it, that is a significant part of the enjoyment of the show. The same way that I don't only enjoy football from one to four o'clock on Sunday, I enjoy football all week long. And so, Succession, because it was very popular among sort of you know websites and podcasts that I follow and listen to, even if I want to make fun of them for it, that does increase my enjoyment of it because I get more Succession content than just the episodes themselves. Whereas you know a show that I really like, like I've never had a conversation with anybody about Crashing, for example. Yeah, but that's on HBO. Yeah, but I've never had a conversation. Yeah, it would be weird other than like, hey, Pete Holmes is kind of tall and not funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's my list. All right, good list. Uh, always Sunny. Uh, people always ask us about that. I didn't think it... I, I thought it had some good episodes. I thought they really did a good job of masking the fact that... Um, Dennis was wasn't, or that Dennis was really not there. So he's in. 20. He's at the end of the first episode. On my list. He appears in in like the next two, and then he really goes away for the whole season. And if you think about this, this episodes he's in, it's like in a bar, and they probably shot it in one day. They probably had his availability for like a week the whole time. That's my hot take on. Yes. So Always people Sunny. really raved about like obviously the end of the last episode yeah, with Mac. That was beautiful. The, the but, thing I love yeah, about but, Mac. Uh, I showed it. Just my wife Jen loves dancing so much. Not doing it, but watching mm-hmm. it happen. And so I, I showed her the final scene of that just because she appreciates dance. She's a big dance appreciator. You should learn that. But oh, that brings me to our next topic. Uh, we were talking. Our wives' birthdays are both coming up. We we're talking about should we? What should we get them? Should we get them a present? If anyone has a good gift idea for either of our wives, uh, uh, write in the Facebook group. Which don't tag Chester's wife or my wife because they don't read it. Yeah, and by the way, I mentioned the gift I'm getting my wife is almost a criticism of her. It's 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 one step up from buying like your wife like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> now that I now that you say it, I think she's going to hate the. I think I'm going to get it for my wife too, and she's going to hate it. Yeah, well, so I got my wife a romantic gift, and then I got her the practical. I'm not so getting the romantic one. These... She could choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's it called? So you should get her. You should combine them and get and get dancing lessons, and then impress her that you learned how to dance. No, but but uh, she doesn't. I do. I enjoy dancing in real life. Do not enjoy watching people dance. Yeah. My wife enjoys watch people dance. Does not enjoy. Dancing. Ah, okay. Yeah, my wife also at weddings. So. She's like, no, nah, I'm not dancing with you. Maybe that's a me issue and not a, a dancing issue. But she doesn't yeah. like. Well, that could be also because my wife and I used to dance early in our courtship, and uh, that that stage has, has ended, I guess. So, but I propose many times we go dancing, and she vetoes it every. Where time. would you dance though? Are you going to like a hoedown? Are you going to a club? <laughs> what are you are you going to like a well, dance I class would, in the city? Well, I'm probably I'm probably too old for clubs now anyways, right? I got the gray hair. Yeah, you're too old for clubs. Yes, line. correct. Yeah. So, I, I have to come to terms with that. I mean, we, we j- my wife and I just watched 8th grade, the Bo Burnham movie, a couple nights mm-hmm. ago, and I was explicitly 100%, not like 90%, 100% identifying with the dad and not with the daughter. Yeah, the oh, daughter, daughter we're, we're much closer in age to the dad than the daughter. What's scary to me is yeah. sometimes we'll have like a listener who's like 20 and they're like, oh, that that is that listener is like wh- my I have a cousin who's marrying like a 21 year old who's or 22 year old, I think, who's our age. And I was thinking like his wife, his future wife is closer in age, not only to my daughter, but to my second daughter than he is to us. Like he's our age. Um yeah, but you had kids when you were like seventeen. So still, still, like his generational first cousin once removed uh, is closer in age to his uh, his wife than than to than to him. Yeah. All right. So right on the Facebook wall, if you have good birthday gift ideas for us for our wives, do not tag our wives. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, what else? We will post our our favorite TV show lists of the year on the Facebook group. Please chime in with your favorite shows as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, we should update the thirty two fans fantasy league. Uh, very uh, quickly because nobody final cares. Final four teams. 
Yeah, well, four people care. So Ari Cesis is uh, the number one seed is in, uh, in uh, Garrett Payne, one of the three Paynes in the tournament. Uh, the number two seed, they're both alive, and they are facing uh, Svi Robinson, the uh, sort of semi-commissioner of the league who was the seven seed, but uh, snuck by us in the first round because the Vikings kicker put up zero points on Monday night. And then Zach Richler, who's always in the... By the way, would we have won our quarterfinal matchup, possibly? I didn't check our team this week. Would we have done anything uh, had we... Won our, our first playoff round matchup? Would we have won our second playoff matchup? No, we scored like sixty five or so. Oh, okay, fine. And all three of the all three of the winners scored like eight. Okay, fine. So. Um, Zach Richler for the second year in a row is in this league. Has like a team that is way better than its record. Mm-hmm. Has some bad schedule luck. Yeah, but uh, in this pool, so yeah, he's the nine seed, but he's still alive, and I think is probably the leading scorer now. Maybe so we're getting close to it. All right, you want to do quick picks? So, yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, let's quickly make our picks. For uh, week, what is it? Week sixteen. Yeah, week they play for pay. Yeah, uh, and by the way, so I, I'm. We've been discussing all along what's going to be the the flex game. Probably India Tennessee, the leader in the clubhouse right now. If there was a but way actually- that it it mattered for the Cowboys, definitely, then that gets it above Indy Tennessee. I think. Yeah. So t- to me, the Cowboys at the Giants is literally the worst game of week seventeen mm-hmm. because. The Cowboys, I believe, will have been locked into the. Well, football. if they're locked in, then it's not going to get it. But if they, if the Cowboys need a win to get in, which it would be very hard for you to know that they at, would need a win because, you know, the, the even with the Giants having nothing to play for and putting half their guys on IR, and I see. Uh, NBC would want that game. Now the NFL is pretty strict, actually, uh, in in making it a deserving thing because I think the teams don't really like playing those games because yeah, they nobody have short wants to watch league. Tennessee ever. Obviously, the teams don't want to play it. Certainly, the players don't. The players don't want to play. Uh, but uh, um, so I, I do think it would be might be a push and pull, and the league would probably win with with Titans Colts. But that's not so. Uh, the Titans are really yeah. one of like the six Super most boring. boring teams in the league. Uh, they're definitely the most boring non bad team in the amazing. NFL. It is amazing how much is still alive. So I heard someone say eight different teams in the AFC. Literally half the AFC could still clinch a bye. That's crazy. That's incredible. Um, so uh, now the unfortunate thing was Monday night when uh, New Orleans beat Carolina. That was, you know, although it was good for the Vikings, it was very bad because c- before that game, I projected only one game in Week 17 would be meaningless, and that was the Cowboys at the Giants. Mm-hmm. Now I believe that the New Orleans and the Rams games will both be meaningless as well because Carolina is eliminated, will be eliminated from the playoffs, and New Orleans by winning next week uh, will clinch the. Wait, Carolina could be eliminated even if they beat Atlanta. Say that again. Can Carolina be eliminated even if they beat Atlanta this week? Yes, they could be, and I believe they will be. I think they will beat Atlanta. Okay. Although I'm not even sure about that. But because, yeah, if, if the Vikings win at Detroit and Seattle wins, then they're eliminated. It feels a little bit like bowl season where you're guessing which coaches and players care still. Yeah. It does feel By a little way, bit I'm, like I'm that. I'm wrong. I think, I think the Rams game actually would still matter because if they're 12-3 and three and the Bears are 11-4 – then a Rams loss and a Bears win, the Bears could get a bye. Yep. But, of course, the Rams aren't going to lose. And teams have shown that they will rest players between 1 and 2, but they will not rest players between 2 and 3. And nobody cares about 3 and 4. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think people are going to rest for if there's any seating that's, like, between 3 and 4. I don't. I think they do. I mean, they might not rest the quarterback, but they might rest anybody who's questionable. It could, it, it could affect, hope it, you know, hosting an NFC Championship game. So. All right, well, so let's talk about the Saturday games. All right. Okay. All right. So 
Well, so do you want to do the games in order? Yeah, do the games in order of relevance, yeah, so but we'll really fly through. Right, let's fly okay. through the bad ones. Yeah, all right. So, so Denver at Oakland. Uh, Denver went from a week ago we thought they'd be ten and six and make the playoffs, and now they're actually officially eliminated. Yeah, I think Oakland will win this game. I think Oakland is is still trying yeah, hard. Gruden has injury, every incentive to win these you. games. Yeah, I agree with you. Insult to injury. Oakland's going to win on Monday night. By the way, last week uh, you beat me ten to six. You went. I went nine and seven. But I went 12-4 and four against the spread. I had a great week against the spread last uh, Carr is going to be the Game 1 starter for the Las Vegas, San Antonio, Oakland, San Diego uh, Raiders next year, right? Yeah, it's, it's incredible that we have no idea where. <laughs> they're not, we don't know who they're going to play in nine months. They don't have a stadium. Yeah. They should play in L.A., and we'll they should just like have three teams. It would be, it would be, uh, that would be exciting. Yeah. Well, they'd have more fans than the Chargers. All right. Uh, the, the, uh, another game, totally meaningless, shocking. Green Bay at the Jets. Uh, I don't know if you how much of the Tennessee Giants game you saw last week, yeah. but then that was a game where technically they had something to play for. But I cannot imagine sitting that miserable rain for three. hours. I've done it many times, not as an adult that where I'm busy, but as a kid, I did it many times. I had a friend who told me last year in December he was buying tickets to Jets games for five dollars. Oh yeah, you could get you could have people if you have if you have friends, you'll just get people who hand who hand them to you. Yeah, you don't even. If need the weather them. is bad, how much would you have to be paid to go to the Packers Jets game this week? Well, the problem is, if to me, it would be insane. I would actively not want to go because I'd much rather stay home. There's nine or ten games on at one o'clock, right? There's nine one o'clock yeah. games. So you're missing. They do a much better job now in the stadium. They basically show you the red zone at all commercials. Uh, but still, you're missing the yeah, other game. You promised me that, and then I went to a Jets game, and they did not do very much of that. They did a little bit, but not much. Uh, and also, like, during most commercials, they have the different gimmicks and the shtick in the stadium. Yeah, um, I would really not want to go. So yes, I would need to be paid. I would not go for free. Uh, maybe if there was a great tailgate party with like friends beforehand, but that would be the the All reason. Right, now to the go. Jets, I've actually seen the line moving so that the Jets are actually favored. Well, because uh, because uh, what's his name, the Green Bay's interim coach Philbin, sort of imply that Rodgers is not going to play, or he's not sure, which led I think the smart money in Vegas to realize that it's going to be. Uh, Sean Kaiser against Arnold, and well, I- I'm in a fantasy championship with Aaron Rodgers, and two of my two of my other starters went on IR this week. So I hope I certainly hope you're wrong. I'm. I, I mean, if you ask me now, who's starting for the Packers? I would say Deshaun Kaiser. Right. This is news to me. Do you want to? Do you want to? Po- like, do you have Deshaun Kaiser in fantasy? Yeah, I picked. I picked up all my backups just to be safe. But do you know I didn't? Why I in was- in my league, Wentz went on the IR out of nowhere. Uh, and I did not have falls, and I had to spend all Wait, of my he's fab on, IR? on falls. I thought that he's not officially on IR. Who went? Oh, yeah, well, you're right. He didn't go on IR, but he was declared out for the year. They're just being cheap and not signing a new player. Um, if you don't put someone on IR, you don't have to, then you only have to, you know, if you put someone on IR, then usually, if it was October, you'd add a 53rd player. So that's another 600 grand or prorated, whatever it is. So they're just being cheap for their bad season. You know, if someone who can't play. I, I think the Jets are going to win this game. I, of course, don't want them to. I'd want Donald to throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, but the defense to get treaded and the special teams uh, to collapse. Do the Jets have as many pro bowlers as the rest of the AFC East combined? The Patriots have two, and one of them is Brady, who's not a pro bowler. And then the Dolphins yeah. have... He's not going to play anyway. The Dolphins have one, the Bills have none. To be fair, it's a kickers right, and, so a, and a special teams guy and a safety, so not the three if, most important positions. If Aaron Rodgers is playing, do you still have the Jets winning? It's a, it's a toss-up. I, I think uh, I, I, I'm i going to bet the Jets. If you say there's 50% tra- chance Roger plays, and I have to pick now without the knowledge, I definitely pick the Jets. All right. Okay. So I'm going to pick the Packers if Rodgers plays. and if uh, Rodgers doesn't look good, and, and the Jets have an average defense. Yeah. But, uh, you know... 
it would be very bad for my fantasy league if I. I, I don't think he's going to play. <laughs> Who are your other quarterbacks? Who are you going to have to start? Deshaun Kaiser. That's it. That's not good. And Deshaun, and are Deshaun you in the Watson. championship? Yeah. Who are you playing against? Uh, Morrow. Oh, so you really want to win? Wow. Yeah, he has like the tenth best team. He somehow weaseled into the playoffs, and then his entire—he's in the situation where his team is so bad that he's starting the guys no one else is starting. So he's starting Derrick Henry and he's starting Mike Williams, and those guys are scoring thirty. Right, those guys decided to be good in December. Oh yeah, if Morrow wins your league for the second time in three years, you—you'll be devastated. It's not just that, but like at least two years ago, he had a good team. He has a terrible team. Like Derrick Williams and excuse me, Mike um, Williams and Derrick Henry and Mike Williams are his best players. Yeah, you're going to be playing so, Deshaun yeah. Kaiser in the championship this week, buddy. All right, what's the next game? Yeah, oh, man. So, yeah, that's not good. Um, all right, Jacksonville at Miami, a game that technically is not meaningless, but, you know, Miami is a completely garbage team. Yeah, I'm happy Miami's not still in the playoff picture because it was an embarrassment to the whole NFL. Miami stinks. Their Super Bowl was yeah. Well, was two years the, ago, Miami the made Day the playoffs, play. and everybody forgot it immediately. And last year, that was Buffalo. Yeah, when the six seed in the AFC is a garbage team, it just makes it makes a completely the three six playoff game becomes completely. Well, unlocked. we're probably not going to have that this year, unless like Tennessee gets in or something. We're not going to have a garbage team in the playoffs in the AFC this year. The AFC might be better than the NFC. I think that's where people are going. Like the Chiefs and the Chargers right now might be playing better than the Rams and the Saints. The Vikings are not as good as last year. Whoever wins the NFC East isn't blowing anybody away. Yeah, uh, the Bears. Right. The Bears are going to have the worst quarterback in the playoffs. So. I think the AFC Do might be better. you have Miami winning this game? No. Uh, actually, I forgot. It's in, I, I thought it was in Jacksonville. Yeah, I do have Miami winning. It's going to be an unwatchable yeah, game. I have Miami Jackson. winning. All right. Rams at Arizona. Rams obviously. Yeah, yeah. Win. Nothing uh, Nothing to talk about. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, they need to stay. But again, they could be eliminated from the one seed, and they could have a risk of losing the bye. So they do need to win these meaningless games against Arizona and San Francisco. All right. Buffalo at New England. Same situation. New England has so much to play for. They technically have not clinched a division. The Miami Dolphins could still win that division. Uh, does someone have Cam Newton in your, in the finals? No, right? Because they would just announce no. he's not going to play. Yeah, I tried to trade one of my quarterbacks for Cam Newton uh, right before the, well, our our play, our trade deadline is right at the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. and I was rejected. And, and, and but they're not even are the, are the Panthers out of the playoff race. What's their record? Seven and seven? Or are they six no, and eight? They are not math. I don't. They're six and eight. I'm not sure. If That's weird. Yeah. Oh, so six and eight. Fine. Six and eight. They can uh, they can sit Cam. And listen, we all they know that Cam is two. not Cam right now. But they were six and two. That's kind of crazy. This is the reverse of the season when they were like three seven and one, and then you know went finished eight seven and one or whatever it was or, or seven eight and one. I mean, I mean Taylor Taylor right, Heineke. Um, now now you have to think about like Atlanta. I don't know. Does that help Matt Ryan? I'm in my championship. I have Ryan or Watson. Who would you play? Matt oh, because you're worried that... It, no, now it's like maybe he's got a lot of short fields, with, or maybe the game's going to be over. I don't know if that's better or worse for Matt Ryan, but they're playing Taylor Heineke. That's an unwatchable game now. Falcons-Panthers got to be like 16. Nobody wants to see Taylor Heineke. Well, the reason that I had it above the games we've mentioned so far is because... The Panthers are alive. Uh, you know, Panthers were technically alive, yeah. and also because there's you know fantasy implications. There's a lot of players. People sure, that, yeah, that's fair. But I've yeah. never, so if they are really alive, and I haven't been paying attention to the six seed in the, the NFC playoff picture, I'm going to check now. Like, the, it, it's weird. Uh, it's weird to shut them down. But I guess uh, you know what are they going to well, do? They're going to win the Super Bowl are, with they, air. They with, are mathematically. They are mathematically alive. I mean, right. let, let me look. What would have to happen for Carolina to make the playoffs? So first of all, they'd have to win out. Obviously, yes. They would need. They would need the Cowboys to win that. They would need Philly and Washington to 
I mean, losing. Philly and Washington are playing each other, so I'm not sure. They have a tiebreaker over which they beat Philly, I think. Is that correct? They beat, they played those teams. Who did Carolina? Uh, yeah, I think they played the whole. in Washington. No, they played that whole division. Yeah. What's that noise? This is riveting podcasting. I'm riveting podcasting. It's like when Mike Francesa does. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. They lost to Washington. They beat Philly. Okay, yeah. So they lost Washington. They beat Philly. So what? Carolina and they beat Dallas, need, but they, don't, they, they can't need, have a they can't have a tie with them. Yeah. No. They they would need Dallas. Oh yeah, they can't have a Dallas is eight and six, so they they can't have a tie with Dallas in theory, yeah. right? No, this is what they need. They need Dallas to win the division. They yeah. need Philly to finish eight and eight. They need Washington to finish seven and nine. Mm-hmm. They need to win out, obviously. Yeah, and, they, and one of those wins is in they New need, Orleans, who they might need, be trying. They need the Vikings. They need the Vikings to lose out to be seven, eight, and one. Mm-hmm. Seattle they lost to Seattle, and then if all that happened, then Seattle and them would be the wild cards. Okay. Yeah. So Carolina is technically alive. Yeah, but listen, Taylor. Heine- what if Taylor Heineke gets them into that six seed? That's a real bad. Uh, what about the Bears versus Taylor Heineke in the first round of the playoffs? That would be. Uh, Trubisky, Heineke, the Bears defense, 14 sacks in the first quarter. Yeah, you'd have the first game be an NFC game instead of an AFC game. Yeah, has not happened uh, in the ESPN era. Okay, what's the next game? All right, so the next game is um, Chicago at San Francisco. And this is another one where a good team against a bad team, much like the Rams in Arizona and New England and Buffalo. But San Francisco just beat Seattle at home. So I think they're only like three and a half point uh, underdogs here. Yeah, I think the Niners uh, have been competent. Shannon's a really good coach, but the Bears are going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a weird situation with the Bears because I don't want them to have to play in Week 17. So I want them to be clinched ahead of Dallas, Mm -hmm. but I don't want them to have a chance to catch the Rams. So I'm not even really sure. Mullins fell back to earth, but now he's been good again. Like, Mullins is legitimately going to be their backup over Beathard. Mullins was much better than Beathard, who they actually drafted. I don't know. We've seen guys, but, well, we've seen, like, we saw Case Keenum do this once upon a time for Houston. The point is, in the same system, they both played. Mullins badly outplayed Beathard this year. I don't know. He's not. Yeah, he's 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 been okay. All right. Uh, the next game on the, on my list: Atlanta, Carolina. A game that we said mathematically, technically has. I mean, now you have to pick the Falcons. I mean, Matt Ryan is a lot better than Heineke. Yeah. So I had picked. I had picked uh, Atlanta. I don't I think there's going to be points. any points in that game unless there's pick sixes. I had taken the points, but I was picking Carolina to win. But if you're telling me there's no cam, I guess I got to switch. I got to go with Matt Ryan. Yeah. You're right. All right. So we don't have a disagreement there, then, unfortunately. All right, our next game on my list is Cincinnati at Cleveland. By the way, it seems to me this year more than in the past that NFL teams who are out of it are just putting, like who are eliminated from the playoffs, are putting guys who are banged up on IR yeah. much more quickly. They're like, yeah, who cares? Uh, listen, guys have short careers. They should be doing that. Um, I do agree. The Bengals are, have been mailing it in. The Browns are going to win this game. I, I just don't, I don't see Marvin Lewis uh, coming back from this. If he doesn't get fired this year, I don't think he'll ever get fired. I think he'll retire when he's like 80. And and Cleveland is a team that again could still make the playoffs somehow. And if they had got not gotten such terrible luck from their kicker against you know New Orleans and Pittsburgh, Cleveland would be in the driver's seat. Hmm. Of course, then Hugh Jackson wouldn't have been fired, and then you know yeah, Cleveland is a top ten team right now. Do I have to give Greg Williams some credit because I really don't want to? But they are playing well. No, of course Greg, Greg Williams has been just, great, but it's Freddie just Kitchens. That you get rid of Hugh Jackson and anybody's. Kitchens' better. offense has been amazing. Kitchens, people. So someone said, "Well, what do they do if they get rid of Williams? It's very hard to keep offensive coordinator with a new coach. If they keep Williams, do they are they going to be able to keep Kitchens? Nobody suggested. What if you fire Williams uh, and then have Kitchens, who's revitalized the team? Because remember, Williams' defense was doing poorly, um, and you have Kitchens as the head coach." I think they have to seriously consider that. I mean, I'm sure they are considering it. Um, but uh, I, I think Kitchens is going to get looks for head coaching gigs. If certainly, he'll get a coordinator job. 
uh, Greg Williams' son, will he get another defensive coordinator gig if he doesn't get it? I will see. He's like 28-year-old uh, 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 Rudy Giuliani's son. Um, okay, what's next? All right, uh, the next game is... Yeah, I'm going to pick Cleveland as well in that game. Uh, the next game is the Giants at Indy. The Giants were supposed to be feisty. They've been playing well. They played absolutely miserably last week. I'll give them a bit of a mulligan because the weather was so Yeah, awful. but the Colts' defense quietly has um, been real good. I, I, I'm nervous about uh, especially as a guy who's yeah, got Saquon line, in though, the this championship. This line is like 9.5. I don't understand why Indy's getting, uh, giving that many points. I'm taking the points. I need Saquon to have a bounce back. From what yeah, I've got Saquon in the championship game. I, I'm really uh, hoping he does well. I th- I, the, the Colts are so set up for next year. In hindsight, the Colts were pretty good last year, and they were unlucky. They famously lost like nine games that they led at halftime. Um, they uh, they drafted two offensive linemen, one of whom became the first, I think the first rookie O-lineman ever to make the Pro Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, Quentin Nelson. Um, that can't be. I believe it's true. Think about, I, 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 you know, offensive linemen, uh, you know, a lot of its reputations. You need, like, year three, and then it's like, oh, yeah, he's everyone thinks he's the best. I'm pretty sure Quinn Nelson's the first ever. Um, if I'm not, I, and I, I also think uh, Philip Lindsay is one of the first ever UDFAs to make the Pro Bowl. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think he is. I think Philip okay. Lindsay is the first or second ever. One of them's the first, one of them's the second ever. I think maybe... They might be the, both the first. There's no way that other rookie offensive linemen didn't make the Pro Bowl. Guys who were top five picks and were sort of consistent, like the Orlando Paces or the Joe Thomas. Yeah, I don't think they made the Pro Bowl their first year. All right. Back, I mean, back then, it was like, first of all, back then, half the linemen were Cowboys and Niners. You know, it was like whoever the best team was because they had no metrics or anything. It was just like, you know, Nate Newton's going to be in the Pro Bowl for 15 years. and, and so uh, Metrics aren't deciding who's making it anyways for these guys. It's basically, it's basically who's famous, who's not having a miserable year. It's like who's the most three, who's the and three. And also, when you say Pro Bowl, I mean, guys get, you know, guys show, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was a, Vince Young was a Pro Bowl in his rookie year, just because like the fifth or sixth. No, I think it, do, it counts guys who are selected. I'm not sure, it doesn't count guys who like. Because I think Aaron Rodgers, I think I saw a stat, has never played in the Pro Bowl once in his career. Like he skipped all four or five of them. All right, so we're both obviously picking Indy, but I, I'm I'm taking the points. Uh yeah, I've got Indy. I'm uh, oh boy, I'm I'm sort of on the fence here. I'm gonna take Indy. I'm gonna take Indy, both ways. Oh, so you think it's a blow? All right, Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, Detroit looks like they've completely collapsed. The Vikings. I mean, they collapsed in week one. Like they haven't recovered yeah. from from well, starting the season. Yeah. Well, no, but then they well then they beat the Packers after that though. So. I mean, they they they're definitely having conversations. Right, so they, beat the, they beat they beat the, they beat the Patriots. Excuse me, in week. Two. Yeah, they're yeah. a pretty conservative front office, but they've definitely had conversations about firing Patricia. I'm not saying he's going to get fired, or that he even should get fired. I think if you thought he was the right guy for the job, uh, he probably deserves a year two, even though year one's got about about as poorly as possible. I mean, Matt Stafford's the most consistent guy basically in NFL history, like him or not. Like he does the exact same thing every single year, and he's been you know unplayable this year. Uh, I obviously have the Vikings winning. Yeah, uh, you know, the Vikings playoff odds actually went down on Sunday despite uh, them destroying Miami because all the other uh, teams behind them won. Well, the idea of two NFC's teams was laughable a few weeks ago, and now, you know, if if you guys collapse, it will happen. Uh, Yeah. Well, and I I mean, I'm a little bit nervous here. On the one hand, you know, other than the Vikings-Bills game, which, you know, just a mulligan, the Vikings have destroyed the bad teams. I mean, the, the Cardinals, the Jets... Uh, Detroit the first time, uh, what are the bad teams they play? And then the Patriots, all of those games they won by, you know, 10 to 20 mm-hmm. or 30 points. So, uh, in theory, they should be able, you know, they they beat the Lions 24 to 9 last time. 
But they've had a little bit of bad luck against the Lions the last couple of years. So well, the, the Lions seem like they're not trying anymore. The Vikings have been feasting on bad teams. Yeah, except for Buffalo, obviously. I trade well, no, the Vikings have the lowest uh, strength of victory of any team in the NFL, I think. Oh, really? Uh, the Cardinals, who've only beaten three teams, so it's a small sample size or worse. But they're 31st, yeah. Ooh, that's not good. 36% yeah. is, is uh, yeah, the teams uh, they beat. Yeah, a little bit of that's they, they beat the 49ers in week one when the 49ers were still good before they lost Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that counts a little bit. I mean, the strength of schedule is is close to average, which also means, you know, that yeah. they're losing to good teams and beating bad yeah. teams. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they lost. Yeah, they lost the Rams again in a game that was very close. But they lost. The, uh, they lost to the Saints. Obviously, that game with all the with all the turnovers. They lost the Bears in a pretty close game. They did. They looked much worse against the Patriots and Seahawks on offense, and then they got their offense coordinator fired. Uh, it, it's crazy that John DeFilippo was being discussed as a head coach next year. It, it seems like it happens. It happens every year. There, every single year in the NFL. This was a little bit more public because it was a, a playoff team in late season. Every single year, there is a coaching candidate, a coordinator who gets fired. Uh, Zimmer is quick to fire. By the way, I mean he he cuts his kickers all the time. You miss one kick, Zimmer cuts you. His you know he's lost his offense coordinator what twice in three years. North well, Turner, didn't Zimmer didn't Zimmer have the quote where uh, he he had a very weird quote this last week. Where I, I think the the who's the quarterbacks coach? They wouldn't let DeFilippo leave, right? They 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 kept him for a year and then they promoted him from no. Who was it? Who didn't they let leave? Who was their quarterback? No, Stefanski, the, the maybe. Quarterbacks coach who's now yeah who's now the they didn't let him leave. Or the play uh, so he they wouldn't let him leave. And they said he Zimmer said I'm loyal because the defensive coaches were terrible for two years and I didn't fire them. Then they have one good year and they all want to leave. It doesn't work like that, which is insane. Uh, it, like they should, you should be allowed to leave for a promotion. It's bananas. Um, yeah. I don't know how many industries work like that. I mean, I guess there's non-competes yeah. in, in Although it, it, it did Valley. work out for Svancy because now he's, you know, now he's the play caller in here. And so he's probably the office coordinator next year. unless something Yeah, happens. he'll almost certainly be the OC next year. Um, but, uh, it, it was a weird quote by, by Zimmer that like bashing the defense, like the defenders sucked. Like, aren't you a defensive guy, Zimmer? Like, isn't that your bad that the defense was bad for two years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very unusual to throw right. the uh, active coordinators on the bus. Tampa at Dallas. Uh, Dallas obviously desperate need of a bounce back after getting shut out. Tampa also coming off a very bad game, although you know Baltimore's. Tough. Yeah, Tampa's a mess. Uh, uh, Dallas. This is another one where I'm going to take the points. You know, but Dallas is going to win. Yeah, same here. All right, Pittsburgh at New Orleans. Uh, this is a good game, but not as good as some of these other games. New Orleans. You know, I, again, they. they you mean because both teams are pretty locked into at least a very favorable yeah. position. Well, I'm, Pittsburgh's only half a game up on Baltimore. Yeah, that's true. Missed the playoffs. That's true. And Pitts, but Pittsburgh doesn't play Baltimore next week. They well, Pittsburgh is playing at home against Cincinnati in week seven. Yeah, against so that so they have that one in their back pocket, and they get to nine and six, uh, even if they lose this week. And I don't think Baltimore is winning out. Uh, you know, we'll get Baltimore. We'll get to their game in a second. But they, Baltimore has uh, tougher games, especially this week. So Pittsburgh, even if they lose at New Orleans, which I think they probably will. You've made this point before, but late in the season, the interconference games, even between two great teams, are not as. Yeah, I said this at the beginning of the year. Season. It is true. This game would have felt yeah. electric in week three, and it just doesn't feel that way right now. Although my least favorite game ever, which was a very cool interconference game, which you would never see anymore, was the Jets Lions. Both teams win and they're in, losing, they're out, which is, you know, you could have 100 NFL seasons and, and not have a schedule like that with. Uh, yeah. An AFC well, NFC well, team. Well, now you never. Well, now right, that's what I said. Uh, but like, even back then, that yeah. was a one in a million. Like that game would have been the yeah. super flex. You also had Barry Sanders trying to get two thousand yards. You had a paralysis during that game. It was, uh, 
uh, and three different the Jets 90s, throwing interceptions. The Vikings were always playing AFC teams in Week 17. I mean, one year they played Cincinnati, one year they played New England. Interesting. I don't know what was going on there. The, yeah. the Jets famously beat right. the Giants in Week 17 to knock them out of the playoffs in 1988. I do not remember that. All right, so the remember uh, it. You were fine. Uh, Saints, I assume. Uh, no, I'm gonna pick the Steelers. They go into New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Who has not scoring points? And they're gonna win. Yeah, but they're also not giving up points. They're not right? giving up points. Listen, every team is beatable. Obviously, it goes without saying that every team in this league yeah. is beatable. Uh, the the only team that I don't think you can slow down are the Chiefs. Meaning, you, you've shown that you could slow down the Saints and the Rams, and obviously the, all the other teams yeah. in the NFC slow themselves down. Yeah. Those are the only good offenses. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Patriots and the Steelers just shut each other down too. I, those are obviously great offenses, but they shut each other down. The Texans aren't good. I, I think the Chiefs and the Chargers are 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 like whoever comes out of that is just going to be the favorite. Yeah. All right. Uh, the number four game on my list is probably the least watchable game of the week, but is the the fourth most important game of the week mm-hmm. is Tennessee, who we've already said is the most boring team in the AFC against Washington, who with Alex Smith was the most boring team in the NFC and then somehow got even more boring. Um, you know, they they seem like they were done and then they went into Jacksonville and won sort of, you know, at the last second last week. So they're still alive at seven and seven and Tennessee, obviously very much in the race at eight and six, which is why this game is very important in both conferences. But um, it's not a game I want to watch. But it's a very important. Yeah, game. I'm gonna. I, I, I'm in a league with defense and kicker, and in the championship, I'm gonna probably go with Tennessee's defense and kicker against Washington. Yeah. By the way, this is another game where the spread. I mean, I don't know because I I sort of overreacted. I think last week because of how bad Washington had been at home against the Giants the week before. Yeah. And, and, and how everything... Well, I did the same thing. I picked Jacksonville's right. defense last week against Washington. Oddly, my opponent in my, in the semifinal matchup had Washington versus Jacksonville, and he got more points than me. Because I forgot how bad Jacksonville's offense is. Yeah, Washington's playing hard. Uh, other than the fact that they have a quarterback, you know, who's basically never played in his whole career, uh, they're an okay team. It's kind of insane that with no offensive line protecting an ancient like never played quarterback that they are not losing every game 50 to zero it, the nfl's weird like there's no way everyone has enough talent that like it's very hard to get destroyed on a week like constantly you get destroyed once but it's very hard to just like well but it also when teams quit is when you can destroy them and so that's why i had washington going into uh you know week 14 i had washington number 18 in my power rankings mm-hmm. and that was after they you know they had already lost the week before to um to who was it to to Carol to, and then um and then they got destroyed by the Giants and I dropped them all the way to thirty I had them thirty in my power rankings coming into last week mm-hmm. and then they go ahead yeah now I put them in they, like at seventeen or something well no I have them at twenty six still I mean they're still a very bad team hey, yeah but no. I think I I think I overreacted we need to keep them out of the playoffs for our sanity for that first week yeah but I but I but I made a mistake they, they shouldn't be behind you know the Detroits and the Buffalo although could you imagine if you got them I guess that it would be very hard for them to get uh like if you guys got to five that would be amazing if you got Washington with Josh Johnson in week one of the playoffs oh if Washington were to win the division yeah if Washington were to win the division in the five four you got Washington that would be like a mouthwatering matchup yeah, but in order for us to be the five, we would have to win out, and we would need Seattle to lose one yes, of the last two games. Yes, true. Which, uh, you know, they're playing Arizona at home in Week 7. Well, you'd need so Dallas to lose out. You could you could win one and lose one, but then Dallas has to lose out. No, but we need Seattle to lose also in order to... Yeah, yeah Seattle just have to lose once, oh, that's then. Correct. Yeah. That's not yeah. impossible. Yeah, this, 
Yeah. If if we saw, well, that would be like the year when the Vikings. No, Seattle would have to lose out. You're right. Yeah, because you'd be Seattle would have to lose out. You're right. Yeah, when the Vikings played the Packers in Week 17, and then and it was a game for the division, but both teams were going to make the playoffs. The question was who was going to be the three seed, right. And who was going to be the five seed? Remember? Well, didn't they end up playing each other? Weird sin- huh? Didn't they end up playing each other? No, no, that was the year. That was the Adrian Peterson year where the Vikings won to make the playoffs, and the next year they played. The next week they played at Green Bay with Joe Webb at quarterback because Ponder got injured. Mm-hmm. Then, a, then a couple years ago was the game where the Vikings were playing in Lambeau for the division. The winner would be the three seed and would host Seattle. The loser would be the five seed and would go at Washington. But you'd actually much rather go at Washington than have to play Seattle. You know, Washington was very bad at the time, and Seattle was very good. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. The Vikings were the three seed, and of course they played the game with the Blair Walsh kick where mm-hmm. they lost to Seattle. And Aaron Rodgers went into Washington where he was like a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road and beat Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, in Kirk Cousins' only playoff game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it, 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 that, that could happen again. But anyway, so, all right, so which game are we on again? Oh, Washington, Tennessee, Tennessee's going to win. All right, Baltimore at the Chargers. The Chargers all of a sudden have an argument that they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I just said that five minutes ago. I I, I agree. Now, the Chiefs win that game seven and a half times out of ten. They win 75 out of 100 of those games. So the Chiefs are probably better than the Chargers. Let's be fair. It could be the second best team. They lost Keenan Allen. It didn't matter. They lost Melvin Gordon. It didn't matter. Man, that zero Keenan Allen put up in fantasy will like, haunt people's dreams. Yeah, that 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 killed so many people. Yeah. Um, oh, we had him also, by the way, which is why you asked in 32. Oh, yeah, we would have done better. That's true. Yeah. Um, but... um. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just incredible. You know, the studies show that the main or main the exclusive place where you actually gain an advantage from home field advantage is the fans affecting the referees' calls. Yes, which means that the Chargers and the Rams, to a lesser extent, effectively you know they get to sleep in their beds for for half the game. Mm-hmm. But they effectively have no home field advantage. Right, and so it's very impressive what they've done. And by the way, home uh, like playoff games for them. You know, if they are the one seed, which they could easily be, if uh, if Kansas City loses this week to Seattle. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that, that would suck. Like, who wants to go to a playoff? Well, game that would be, you know what? That would also be because LA is an event town, and the AFC Championship game is an event. It's the second most watched TV show of the whole year. That will there'll be a lot of celebrities get pick, picking up tickets. So that stadium will be one an impossible ticket for a real fan to get into. That will be, you know, the people paying four thousand dollars or agent buying them tickets or something. And so it's going to be a packed crowd of not even like the opposing team's fans. It's going to be, which there will be a lot of, it's going to be a really well, weird on. Super Bowl let's, crowd. Let's not jump all the way to the AFC Championship game. So let's, you know, let's assume that the Chiefs lose this week. So yeah. the Chargers are the one seed. Mm-hmm. And that means in the first round, you have Kansas City at Pittsburgh, which, by the way, is a dynamite game. Amazing. And by the way, it'd be, it, it, it not only is it an amazing game, but it would be yet again an example of Kansas City after a great season crashing out of the first round. Poor Andy Reid. Oh, Andy Reid will pull off um, something against Tomlin. Yeah. Oh, man. But, but whoever. But whoever wins that game, Kansas City at Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. that team would then go the next week to face the Chargers. Well, unless the six beats the three. There would not three. be a single Chargers. Yeah, well, Tennessee is not going to be. Right. K- KC or Pittsburgh yeah. would fill up that stadium if that's if that's yeah. what you're going for. Or New England if they're the three. And and it's a three. You're like, uh, well, I guess the three would never play the one. Uh, and I don't think the Patriots are really going to be the four. Other Patriots could be the four. They'd have to, well, they have to do lose both games. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, so it's, it, this is just a crazy scenario where... You know, the Chargers would host their first playoff game and would have like 10%. Well, how about this? Would Houston, if Houston plays a game at the Chargers in the playoffs, would Houston, who does not have a huge fan base, uh, yeah. like, you know, national fan base, would Houston be able to fill up that stadium? I would say it's still probably going to be 60-40. Yeah. Because there's just no Chargers fans. 
Right. Would Chargers fans come up from San Diego for that? Like, they're not like the Rams fans who who have completely, you know, every, every you know, self-respectable uh, St. Louis Rams fan does not root for the LA Rams. The Chargers are still driving distance. Yeah. They kept some of their fans, I think. Yeah, maybe. That's a good question. All right, so let's finish up this week. So we're both picking the Chargers to beat Baltimore, right? Yeah, but I'm very curious to see uh, if the Baltimore defense can can slow him down. But well, yeah, Baltimore was very close against Kansas City. You know, if not for uh, you know Pat Mahomes pulling off that crazy mm-hmm. uh, fourth down play late in the game. One of the right, one of the reasons. One second. One of the reasons this season's been so great is that other than the early Jimmy Garoppolo injury, we've really been able to keep our quarterbacks. Right? There's a year is bad when it's like you know Tony Romo was bringing his collarbone and then Rodgers was getting hurt and it's like oh. You know, all these games are so, you know, six or seven teams well, become we, irrelevant. Well, well, we lost, okay, so we lost guys we didn't care about so much, like Tannehill. You lost second-tier guys, although well, Tannehill, you know, has played a bunch yeah. of games. And Alex yeah, lost, Alex Smith, oh, but late on, in the year. Him. Yeah. When the team was... Uh, and Alex Smith is on the... We lost a bunch of the rookies for a while. You yeah. Know, uh, well, Darnold Allen, missed three games. Yeah. Darnold. Darnold leaves every um, game injured, by Joe the way. Flacco's injury was a net positive. Sure. Andy Dalton is another example in in the ten. Right, there are, there are also five teams unless unless your quarterback's Brady, Rodgers, or Breeze, which case like any injury is bad. But there's five. There's always going to be five or six teams where the the drop off is is relatively minor. Uh, right, yeah. even Colt but McCoy now, is like okay, he's okay, but obviously they're on their fourth string now, Washington. But now, and it's late in the season. But now we're losing. You're saying Aaron Rodgers? I hope not. We're losing Cam. Newton. No, but that we're doesn't matter. I'm talking about the playoff teams because my point is we're going to the playoffs without. Uh, the David Lindleys, the Ryan Lindleys, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're going in, so now my fear is, like, what if Phil Bridget, Rivers, who's 100 years old, gets hurt, and we get Geno Smith in a playoff game? Or, like, Rivers gets knocked out in the second quarter by, like, uh, an errant Steelers hit, and then and then we get Geno coming in. That would make me very happy. Not that for All him right, to get well, hurt. talking about playoff teams losing their quarterbacks, Carson Wentz is out, and Nick Foles, second biggest game of the week, Houston at Philly. All of a sudden, this is a toss-up game because they went into the Rams. I'll tell you what. Somehow, if you if you watch yeah. the Texans this year, you know that they're not going to be able to block Philly at all. I mean, he's going to get murdered, Deshaun Watson. Like he, it's the uh, you when he's teams like the Jets who don't so, get sacks were sacking the whole game. Title. Say that again. <laughs> I didn't hear you said. Well, he's my other quarterback, so I hope not. Deshaun. Yeah. It's a really bad. I mean, I, I also I'm st- I'm starting in the, in the that the championship I'm in is a one QB league, so I think I'm going to start him over Ryan. But that's a, it's a really bad matchup for him. He, he's going to get a lot of rushing yards, probably just like scrambling for his life. Uh, the Eagles' are, pass rush is really working right now. And uh, by the way, if Deshaun Watson had to play the Houston defensive line, he would actually be dead in the first quarter because those guys yeah. <laughs> swarm. It's crazy because, like, Watt is so good, the but then this McKinney guy is amazing, and obviously uh, Merciless and Clowney, like, they they swarm all game. Um, and there was a point where Darnold was just running to his right because, like, he's like, all right, I know my right, I know my, uh, or running running to the, running to his uh, left, excuse me, I know my right tackle can't block Watt. Watt was going up against the, uh, Brandon Shell, the right tackle. It's like, I'm just going to run, I'm just going to run straight to the left, like, literally running away, scared of Watt. Um, anyway, I, I said, I like the Eagles in that game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm picking the Eagles. I, I just, I, it's just a bad matchup for Houston. Houston is and not as a good. Vikings fan, this is very bad because uh, then the Eagles go to Washington week seventeen, and you know they can really put pressure on the Vikings. Yeah. What, what's the best right, game of the uh, week? And then, 
and game of the week, another interconference game, but it does have a lot of consequences. Kansas City, all of a sudden, riding high the entire season. If they lose this game, they lose their division, they lose their bye, they lose everything because the NFL's idiotic uh, playoff formatting. Yeah, I am excited Seattle, to see Mahomes go up against Seattle. I think he was not going to have a problem. Seattle's with them. a much better home team than road team. Yeah, I, I think. think I, I, listen, they're going to be able to move the ball. I don't think Wilson is Wilson going to be able to put up twenty eight, which is what you need to even think about beating. KC, it's what the Chargers got. I, I I don't think so. I like the Chargers in this game. All right, that's. I mean, that is a great, great Sunday night game. So in the Monday night game, awful. Yeah, a few weeks ago on paper, I was like, ah, really? They're going to keep the Chiefs Seahawks in there? But yeah, that's. I, I agree. They really nailed it. The primetime games this year have been better than in many years, except yeah. <laughs> except the Monday night game, which is. I mean, I don't. What are they? What's the storyline for the Monday night game? Like, are they going to get Gruden in the booth during the game? Like, it's Broncos Raiders. There's, I mean, ESPN was like praying for Denver, to just like at least be Dolphins level, Panthers level, like pretending to be alive. I don't know what you do because they can't criticize Oakland because Gruden is is their golden child. Like, do they do they like what do they yell at Vance Joseph, who's almost certainly getting fired? I don't know. Vance Joseph is a really bad here, coach. By the way, they're bringing back the entire Monday Night Crew next year, all, all three of them. Ah, yeah, it's bad. That's bad. Uh, you know, teams sometimes, like, they double down. It's like, cut your losses. You know, admit defeat. The problem is the executive who hired them wants to keep his job for another year. If you're the person who put this together, you could get fired for this awful idea. I mean, it's the worst announcing crew in forever. They should almost, like, do the... I think they have to do the, uh, like... Put it like for this game. Have like ESPN two have Broncos announcers doing Broncos Raiders, and then like ESPN News uh, having uh, or ESPN U having uh, like the Raiders announcers. Like you need you, like for all Monday night games going forward, you need the the dual Homer telecasts. Yeah. All right, Keith. So that is uh, our picks for Week sixteen. Those mm-hmm. are our top TV shows of the year. Yeah, top TV shows of the year, and, and then another, send us a uh, wife we have uh, birthday top ten list coming next week. And next week we'll do podcasts. Yeah, and also write your top ten TV shows in the Thirty Two Fans Facebook group. Uh, I should have asked people before. And um, uh, next week we'll do top podcasts. We're doing movies in February. Uh, Chester got on the wheel. Chester's going to come on a Thirty Two the a RANAP podcast at some point. Uh, you you already got to work on the. Uh, the TV theme song bracket. You you put in a lot of work yeah, to there. It's basically done. But you know what I, you know I realized come this up week? on the wheel. Who knows? The for our season three episode seven, like some of the old shows that aren't super popular that aren't like syndicated, like you know, uh, the real world. I don't know if they're available in any capacity, even like on Amazon or iTunes or or Netflix or Hulu. Like some of these shows just don't exist in the ether. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I need an intern for that show. There's a lot of work. I've been setting up strangers on dates. <laughs> I'm sure you could get somebody to volunteer. Oh, I know, I know, but I don't like. I I, I don't I, like. I don't want to like beg for help. I, I've put in like a dozen hours on setting people up on dates. Have, see, we are young, and there's a few things we haven't ever had to deal with because we were never like dating in in sort of the. You did a little bit like dating in the world of technology, whereas I I didn't because I met my wife over 15 years ago. But we never had to deal with getting ghosted. But I've been ghosted. I've like there are people who applied. You have to fill out a questionnaire to go on a date, and then there are people who ghosted me. They never. They did like, hey, uh, what do you think about this guy? And like the woman just never responds. And then I don't want to be like, like, hey, you know, you, you never want to have like three straight emails that are from you. Like, okay, what's going on? I've got another guy for you if you don't like that guy. So getting ghosted, not fun. We missed we missed the whole era of getting ghosted, Chester. Yeah, sorry that you haven't been ghosted. Uh, All right. uh, We'll see everybody next week. All right. Talk to you later.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.